Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we are joined by R&B and soul singer, Melanie Durant. And we, oh, we're going to be diving behind Melanie's latest collections of tracks. Her latest album, her first since 2015's Anticipation. And the anticipation has been high for this new album. Well, it's finally here, released in May of 2021. It is entitled Where I'm At, and we're going to be diving behind this new album. When did Melanie begin to put it together? Who helped her? to bring it to life. We're going to talk about some of the tracks like Listen and its amazing music video that was actually directed by Melanie herself. Yes, we're also going to be diving into Melanie's love of performance, a live performance and her connection with her mother who was who got her into the music industry through a review show where they bring to life, reimagine some of the greatest and most renowned music stars of our live times with their show that they still were doing together up until everything shut down. So we're going to talk about Melanie's anticipation for the return of shows, all of this, and oh, so much more on today's episode of the DTP. And it is all brought to you by DesertTigerMerch.com, where you go to copy yourself something to represent the show everywhere that you go. And now that you know who this episode is brought to you by, and now that you know who our guest is, it's about time that we jump into this conversation with Melanie. Durant, so let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Hello, Melanie. Hello. How's it going today? Excellent. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Having a very lovely day. Can't complain at all. Excellent. It's beautiful outside. Yes, it's a. Uh... You can definitely see there. It's uh, very bright outside right now. So, <laughs> Are you in Toronto? Uh, I'm in British Columbia. Okay, nice. It's always nice there, except when it's raining. Except when it's raining. I'm up in Kamloops, so I don't get a lot of that Victoria-Vancouver rain, but we do get a little bit more snow in the winter, so it's a little bit of a trade-off. Okay, nice. Works out for me. I'm all right with it. Right on. Yeah, yeah. So Toronto, is it a sunny, beautiful day? Is the sun shining for you? Gorgeous. It's like summer. It's like summer's here. It's finally here. So I'm really excited about the good weather. Time to put the garden together, all that fun stuff. You're a gardener. Well, I'm I'm learning. I started learning a few years ago, so I'm still learning. I'm germinating seeds. Like I ate an apple last year and I took the seeds out of it and I managed to germinate them. And I have a tiny little apple tree like this. I think I choked it out by mistake because I had it in like a party red cup at first and it needed more room. So now I put it in a bigger pot and I'm hoping it gets a little taller so I can either gift it to somebody or plant it in my backyard. I haven't decided what I'm going to do with it yet. 
Oh, that's pretty awesome. Right from taking the seed right out of the apple core. Hey, right? Uh, well, they had us locked up so long, we better do something. <laughs> some people learned how to make bread. Some people started trees. All right, let's go. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Putting the creative energy in ver- various different avenues. Right? I've been totally into propagation. So, I mean, I, I, my first thing was canna lilies. I fell in love with how beautiful they are and uh, learning how to put together like a, a, a pot arrangement. So there's the thriller, the filler, and the spiller. So the thriller is the taller plant that goes in the middle. The filler fills up and makes it look full. And the spiller kind of falls over the side. You know, you go to a hotel or something and you see these pots, you know, that they put out around the city. And they're just arranged so beautifully. I'm always looking at them and looking through them. Like, what did they put? What did they use? How'd they do this? (laughs) So, yeah, that's been my thing. So, canna lilies are really interesting because the seeds are like a little black, like, pea. It's just a little tiny circular pea. But I guess it's a seed, right? But you have to sand a little bit of it off so that the inside, like, a bit of white shows. And then you put it in water. And then suddenly it'll start to come out of there. But I haven't successfully germinated those yet. But I've been collecting seeds every time I see a plant like that. I'm like, oh, red ones. But I've kept mine alive for like four years now. They just keep coming back. And it was the one time that I bought yellow. So I've had a yellow instead of red for four years. It sounds terrible. I'm like, you guys are never going to die, eh? (laughs) But at the same time, I'm terrible. I'm a plant mom. I keep bringing them in the house. So I'm like, I don't really want them to die. <laughs> well, I mean, got to keep it alive. Once again, nature is a beautiful thing. So you got to try and preserve it, right? Yeah. I had to give them the boot a little early, though, because there was these large black ants coming out of, I'm assuming, out of the plants. Because I've never seen them so big. They're pretty big, little fat guys. So I'm like, okay, out of the house. And ant be gone around the house. So I haven't seen any lately, thank goodness. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Keeping it clean. Keeping it clean. Trying my best. Cool. And we're here to not just talk about gardening today, but also the flowers that you have been planting here with your music recently. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm totally in love with my new album. It's called Where I'm At. And uh, my single, my newest single off of that album is called Listen. And it's uh, about um, emotionally abusive relationships. Um, It doesn't have to be a a relationship with a spouse. It could be with a friend. It could be with, you know what I mean? I tried to write something that would appeal to everybody on different levels. Um, I've done a great deal of research on narcissistic personality disorder. And I came across so much information it's it was overwhelming so i'm trying to shed a little bit of light on that and and let people know like bring awareness to if somebody's talking to you a certain way you don't have to put up with it you stand up for yourself and tell them like stop man like this this doesn't work because it's actually quite damaging to the mind and this happens to men women children like you can have a narcissistic parent that expects you to take care of them and prioritize prioritize their wants and needs and it damages the person and you can recognize a person that's been emotionally abused 
by how they act. A lot of times they have a low self-esteem and they say sorry a lot. And a lot of times they're helpers, like they'll do this for you or that for you or whatever you want, you know, and uh, selfish entitled people will take advantage of that. They won't stop at one or two things. They'll keep insisting you do more. Like you can uh, lay down and die for them and they'll say you didn't lay down flat enough or die fast enough. So (laughs) I know it sounds funny, but it's true. It is. We were conditioned since we were little by the stupid little poem, sticks and stones may break your bones, but names will never hurt me. And that's not true. Names do hurt. You know, there's so many different levels you could hurt on. You could hurt here. You could hurt here. You know, it doesn't have to be a physical abuse thing. Uh, Speaking poorly, even to a plant, the plant will die. So you can't do that to a person. Yeah, it's 100% true. And as you say, these relationships can come from various different places, whether it is a friend, a lover, it could even like from the point of like a child standpoint, it could be a coach. Like there's so many different aspects that somebody can try and manipulate someone. And as you say, we almost normalize it because like that sticks and stones thing is like, oh, well, if I just get through it, like everything will be okay and we can just move on from there. But that's not necessarily the best way to handle things. Exactly. Exactly. But I do think that it starts with recognizing what's actually going on and trying to address it. A lot of times you'll think about it, like, did that just happen? And then you feel like, oh, the moments pass. And um, that type of personality disorder will say, get over it. Meanwhile, it's like, you didn't even say sorry. What do you mean get over it? (laughs) Oh, you're too sensitive. And it's like, that's an insult. Don't tell me I'm too, too sensitive. That's like saying I'm too stupid to realize when you're treating me badly or speaking poorly to me. Why is is it my problem that I'm not allowing you to disrespect me? Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. I love that energy. I'll definitely connect with it myself uh, personally, and I'm sure a lot of people do otherwise too. Thank you so much. I've, I've actually... I've been experiencing an overwhelming amount of love and support for this single just by people online reaching out to say how they loved it and or they love it and they bought it and they listen to it every day and it's on, you know, constant rotation as they've sent me shots from their balconies and backyards and said it that I've added to their day and it's just really, really endearing and beautiful and touching. So I'm appreciating that. I don't know if I'm getting over emotional because of being locked down, but I've been so emotional lately. Like I did um, an online stream uh, record release party. So it was a listening party. And I've been really skeptical, skeptical about doing live shows and streams because I'm a performer at heart. Like I want to be on the stage i want to see the crowds and oceans of people and connect with them because that's so important to me that the way it feels it's it's addictive that's why the stones are never getting off the stage never it's what what else can provide you with that feeling nothing nothing it's it's so euphoric and and magical so anyways that's why i was skeptical about doing the live but um i could feel the people 
And I actually teared up and I, and I wanted to cry. I mean, I didn't want to cry, but my, my eyes wanted to cry. I had to like give myself an internal talking to like, don't you do it, don't you do it. Turn on the vacuum. Blank, 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 blank. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was so beautiful in the response and the kind words. And, you know, a lot of other artists were in attendance. And I do find that in the past, Toronto artists, they don't help each other. You know, we don't help each other. And to feel that love and for them to embrace me, I really, really appreciated it. And like, it, like I said, it was so touching that I was moved to almost tears. <laughs> well, that's awesome. It's awesome. And it's it. Is it as musicians, we should be a community. And I think a time like this has helped some of us to re-realize that. Because there hasn't been a whole lot of help for musicians, so we've had to help support and help push each other to make sure that we make it out of this. Exactly. They've specifically shut us down. Like There was a list of things you can't do early on, and one of them was no singing. It's like, no singing? (laughs) Are you guys crazy? (laughs) But I guess, I mean, as a performer on a live stage, I will go into the audience and sing to people. And now I'd probably be arrested for that. <laughs> no speaking moistly. <laughs> I mean, I've never spit on an audience member ever, or at least that I know of, you know, you know, when you, there, it happens by mistake that when you're talking or something, something might happen, but that's never happened to me during a show, you know, but I'm, I can see how, that could be a problem because some people speak moistly all the time where you see gathering here, right? And it's like, whoa, this, and you start waiting to, to dodge it because you see it's happening, but you obviously don't want to be rude. So yeah, sorry, I went off into a little bit of rant there. <laughs> here it comes, face shields. <laughs> all right, I just got to keep a certain distance away. You know what? You know what? I like the six feet thing. Can we just keep that going? I mean, just for, for my personal, like the safety of my clothes and yeah. <laughs> just hygiene. Just you hygiene. like that too much. You could relate, can't you? <laughs> a little bit. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. So with listen. I see that you also directed the music video for this track as well. So did you have a whole lot of directing experience otherwise before this? And what sort of energy were you trying to capture within this video and the chest that is within it? Ooh, good questions. Well, I don't know how many music videos I've shot in the past. I mean, I've never really been the sole director before. I've directed with uh, Slack of the Beach Child on um, one of his projects and uh, done it again for Gone on uh, my last album titled Anticipation. And uh, this time I just kind of, you know what, because of COVID and we couldn't have a lot of people on set, I did a lot of things crazy things you know because it's like you have to adapt to the situation and what I told myself is that and I tell myself this often everything and anything is possible there's always an answer you always have a choice it's about figuring it out what it is right and then you start to visualize how you can bring this thought into fruition because even with my songs at first it's just the thought and 
I have to bring this out for everybody else to see and hear. You know, it's not just in my head anymore, but it starts out as an idea and then it becomes art to share as you, you know, execute what needs to be executed. So with the video, um, the beat, let's start with the beat. When I got the beat and it's from uh, Static Selecta and um, it was very dramatic. I thought it was dramatic and it couldn't just be something boring. It had to be, I felt a very strong, like young and the restless vibe. I was like, okay. So I didn't want to have like a boring video. I wanted to do something that, you know, I'd never done before. And I guess that's where the directing came in. And I wanted to tell a story, you know, and I wanted to also tell the story of the story instead of just like, get naked and shake your butt in the camera. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, no, not doing that. So yeah, that's where the story came from. And um, there's a lot of writing. I rewrote the thing like three times, maybe four, um, because certain things were unrealistic with the lockdowns. And uh, I ended up doing hair, makeup, styling. I was the craft girl and set deck. And <laughs> it was crazy. I brought my mom to help me do makeup and she stood back for a bit because she said, you're so intense. I don't even know how to get close to you because my mind was always on the next thing. And the funny thing is we're about to shoot another video. And my mom says, do you, do you want me to do the makeup or, you know, like, did I do a bad job? I said, no, you didn't do a bad job. I said, I just don't want to freak you out by being so intense by thinking about what I have to do next, because doing all those jobs. It, uh, it made me need to make a lot of lists. And then I had boxes of props and the list was telling me what to do first. If you've seen the video, have you seen the video? Yes. Okay. Then you know that uh, there's a, a milk bath scene. And so I had to Google how to make a milk bath. And the, 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 the reasoning behind the milk in the bath is because I don't want to have my, myself all exposed. <laughs> You got to cloud up that water and throw some bath bombs in there. So <laughs> more, 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 more. But there's right. nobody to tell, right? I'm just doing it. <laughs> My mom's like, what are you doing now? <laughs> but yeah, filled up that. Had to address that first because uh, we went, rented like a mansion. I didn't know how long it was going to take for the tub to fill up. So that was first on my list. Decorate the bathroom and then get into hair and makeup, which is me again. So... <laughs> I come in to the hair and makeup of my mom sitting there and she's looking at me like, are you going to let me get near you? You know, she's like this. <laughs> With her brush. I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> so then I just started putting it on. And then, yeah, exactly. And then I was like, mom, help me. Because uh, it turned out my eyeliner was dry. I was like, oh, of course, that something's got to go wrong. When you're trying to be over-prepared for everything and then the styling, Every outfit was in its own bag and the whole shebang was in there so that I didn't have to think about it. Right. But my separate set of eyes is my mom always like, okay, mom, what do you think? She's like, that's perfect. I love it. And then I said to her, do you think this is over the top? She goes, it's a music video. There's no such thing. That's perfect. I didn't even mention that I do a show with my mom, uh, Tina Turner, Donna Summer, Dinah Ross, and the Supremes. And my mom is the lead and I sing back up for her and uh dance and stuff like that and yeah choreograph the show and we do uh corporate parties and casinos and we've traveled all around touring for years and years so it, we're both having withdrawal from this 
I'm jumping everywhere. I'm sorry. Did I even answer the question that you asked me in the first Absolutely. Place? We were talking about the music video and you're definitely answering that. But it's an interesting side note where when you're not working on your own show and opening up for some of the hottest acts in R&B and hip hop, you're out touring around and doing celebration shows to some of the idols of music. Yes, and you know what? We opened for Cool in the Gang with my mom's show. And yeah, and they pulled it. They they brought us up on stage for the the grand finale of celebration. They're like, you guys, come on, you were so good, come on. I was like, oh my gosh, celebration time, come on, <laughs> celebrate, hey, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So we it. had a lot of great, amazing, amazing experiences. And my mom's my mom is so amazing. Like her, the way she connects with an audience is so powerful i mean we did this one show one time somewhere i think it was in vaughn and it it was outside and it was um a huge amount of people and they had like this portable stage kind of thing that they pulled up and then they had uh bleachers you know bleachers are like metal they're movable these ones because it was in this random park and it started to rain and the people wouldn't leave it was raining there's no cover we're just outside and then the police told them to get off the bleachers because they're metal because it's raining and there was like thunder and lightning. And the whole thing is we heard and the whole audience went, oh, and they all leaned to the right. But they didn't go home. They're like, I still want to see this. <laughs> oh, OK, go ahead. <laughs> oh, OK. It's how far away. All right. Now we're still we're still good for now. Right. And it's like, you guys, we really got to shut down because, yeah, you can't be thunder and lightning and, you know, and it's not just the song or anything. It's actual thunder and lightning. (laughs) Got the crowd out there. One more song. No, no, no. We can't. Environmental reasons. No, for your safety. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to be electrocuted to death. (laughs) I mean, I've heard of people electrifying the crowd, but. (laughs) That's some next level stuff. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So one thing that we did miss is what exactly was the meaning of the chest here inside of the video? Wow. I think you have to watch it for yourself. I don't really want to give it away. I tried to make it so that the video was something you'd have to watch a few times so that there was elements, always something else to see. Clearly, I just need to watch it again then. (laughs) all right all right well i'll link a video to that down there in the description for this episode here so of course with this album it just released here at the beginning of may it's your first album in six years so what is it like to finally have something new out into the world and as far as i can tell you're the only vocals on this one here so was that just a COVID-related decision, or were you trying to just focus on making sure it was Melanie Durant? I always do that. I always, on every album, I sing all my backups and I arrange them, and you know, I, I really enjoy it. And I feel like it brings the composition to life, and it, it helps move and progress the the music itself. And like I said, I was a backup singer first for my mom. That's what I do. So, of course, I'm going to, you know, be all over my own thing. So, 
Um, I'm so proud of this album, to be quite honest, because um, I think it's my best work yet. I think it shows my growth as a musician, as an artist, as a writer, you know, and uh, uh, my stories, storytelling skills have come up. And that's why I'm so proud of it. And like I said, the the response I've been getting for the album has been so beautiful. It's kind of overwhelming, but I love it. I embrace it. And I mean, hey, if you love it, tell me, let me know, repost it. Of course, you know, I, it's just all uh, rewarding to me. Absolutely. And explored a couple of different sounds with this album as well, where you have that R&B hip hop sound with a song like Listen, and then you have a track like Ride With Me, which finishes everything, which has definitely got that rock and roll vibe and got it grooving out and just all sorts of different energies explored and captured within this. Yes, well, uh, Ride With Me was produced by Ricky Tilo, and he's also been my guitar player in my mom's show many times. So that's where the inspiration came from. He's like, I know what you need. <laughs> and you know what? He was 100% right. I'm so in love with the song, the way it feels. And it makes me, it kind of takes me home and makes me feel like I'm on stage with my mom. Okay. Having that added feel. And maybe during one of those stage shows with your mom, you know, Ricky can just, you know, pull out the chugs a little bit and you can break out one of your own tracks. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. So you hinted that you're working on another music video here in the future what else does 2021 hold here for melanie durant and this album cycle well i have um ideas for almost every song uh and like like i said because we're locked up i'm i'm just being creative now visually i'm trying to make sure that uh, i address every part of this album that I love and uh, promote it and show people that I really do love it and show them that I appreciate the love that I'm receiving for them and uh, trying to deliver uh, imagery that they can enjoy also. All right. All right. Trying to give every track its own time in the sun, its own image. Yes, because like I said, I love every track. It started off with 11 songs for the album. And I chopped it back to nine because I just didn't feel like the other two songs were on the level. The, uh, the, the nine that I chose, they just sat together very, very well. And uh, then I chose the song Order. And I just felt like these songs all complemented each other so nicely that they didn't need help from these other two songs that weren't carrying their weight. All right. So, of course, we mentioned that you're very excited to return to the stage with your mom, with one Ricky Tilo there. But, of course, you hopefully soon, as everything starts to reopen, will have the chance to take these songs and bring them to the live crowd, maybe work the crowd with them as well. How, how excited for that are you? So excited. Actually, I was starting to try to figure out because because of the no singing and the lockdown, I have um, I'm a little strange. You probably figured that out. I have a, a pop up dressing room that I bring with me. I'm Little Miss Preparation, and people always laugh. They're like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> I was like, "It's my dressing room." But you know what? After working for years and years, and you, you encounter the same problems over and over, it's like, 
how far is dressing room? We got a quick change. Can you get to a pipe and drape so we can change right here? And then sometimes they forget and it's not available. And I'm like, I'm done asking. There it is. <laughs> Solutions. Right? Exactly. But if there's a problem, there's always a solution. You always have a choice. It's a matter of what you choose to do about it. Right? Okay. So, yeah, I, I love the shows and I love preparation. And what I don't love is having the same problems over and over and not solving them. So, yeah, I, I try to solve problems. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So it sounds like you're very prepared for when that opportunity comes again then. Yes. I actually wanted to design um, like how my pop-up dressing room is a pop-up kind of, but see-through tent thingy so that you can still go through the audience. <laughs> you know, those, um, those bubbles where you go on vacation, you could run on the water. Yeah. That would totally work too. <laughs> 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 right though you'd be like a beach ball too though and just have them like bouncing you around the crowd and just <laughs> <laughs> it's a game as long as we're having fun yeah so that's the main point everybody's got to have fun right exactly exactly and i've had a if lot you're not of... having fun you're doing it wrong exactly Exactly. And I have had a ton of fun here on this interview here today. I have one last question, Melanie. Are you ready for it? Yes. All right. So over the period of crafting this album, we've discussed the musical growth and everything you've tried to capture inside of it. But what I would like to know is over this progression, how has this time helped you grow as a human being or what has it helped you learn about yourself? Mm, I think that it helped me re actually it reinforced my love of live performance. That's what it did. Because when that was taken away from me, I was 100% heartbroken and I started to become a little angry because I felt like, how dare you? How dare you say no singing? You know, like, and it, First thing they did was say no, no singing and no entertainment, no live entertainment. I felt targeted as a musician. It's like, this is what we do. What do you mean I can't do it? And then as of recently, they were saying no live streaming. I'm like, are you guys nuts? You're nuts, right? No live streaming. Who are you hurting if you're in your house by yourself? <laughs> right? I mean. But that was kind of unclear because, um, certain venues are having live streams inside so they'll have the whole band and whoever else and that's their live stream so hopefully they're talking to them i don't feel like they've been 100 percent clear but i also learned that doug ford owns the company that gives out the that sells companies the stickers the social distancing stickers and he's made 50 million dollars since the pandemic So I don't know if that's a conflict of interest, but I think that somebody needs to take that into consideration when he says, you need to lock down some more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it just so happens we have these stickers ready, too. Who knew? Who knew? You can buy them directly from the government. <laughs> right. Come on now. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it definitely might have to be investigated just a little bit. By somebody. 
Well, hopefully in, within that time, between now and then, that love of live performance can be rejuvenated with you in a crowd so you can have that energy exchange once more, bring these new tracks, and hopefully I can be inside one of those crowds too. Oh, that would be wonderful. You're invited 100%. All right. Well, I cannot wait. And I had a fantastic time here today. So thank you, Melanie Durant, for joining us here on the Desert Tiger Podcast. Thank you so much. I had a wonderful time too. You have a wonderful day. Ah, Em, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Melanie Durant, the marvelous Melanie Durant, as we talked her new album, Where I'm At, and you can find where it is at by heading to your favorite music streaming service. You can also head on over to social media and follow Mel there to stay up to date with what is going on in her future. Hopefully, some performing coming up soon. And with that, it's now time to give a Melanie Durant a roaring DTP thank you for joining us here on today's episode of the show. I need to thank the amazing Amanda from Vocab Communications for setting this conversation up. I need to thank German, the audio wizard from yourpodcasteditor.com for making everything sound so good. And I need to thank you the ambush for tuning on into this episode of the show couldn't do it without you if you've not yet to join with the ambush you can do so by hitting a follow or subscribe on the podcast listening app or service that you're using right now you can also help the show grow by sharing us on your social media with your friends with your family you can review the show and i hope that you do with a big five stars over on itunes apple Podcasts, and stitcher radio you can also head on over to the desert tiger merch.com web store to copy yourself something to represent the show everywhere you go we have new items coming your way this June's so keep your eyes and ears appealed for that and until next time it's now time to tell you to go out and find your roar and then let it out into the world and let them know just how powerful how wondrous how beautiful you and your roar are because you are all three of these things and oh so much more and I hope that you believe that and until next time Bye-bye, Emma. The Desert Tiger Podcast.